From the National Society of Genetic Counselors, this is the NSGC podcast series. Exploring stories of leading voices and best practices in genetic counseling. Now to your host. Happy Genetic Counselor Awareness Day. This day is dedicated to empowering genetic counselors to help raise awareness and interest about genetic counselors in our communities and institutions and to help consumers understand the important and supportive role genetic counselors can play in their healthcare. To celebrate, the NSGC podcast team decided to create an episode that highlights several voices from our profession instead of in-depth interviews with a couple of speakers. For this episode, we asked genetic counselors to submit short, anonymous audio clips describing briefly who they are and how they identify, to elaborate on their background, or to answer the question, what is your hope for the genetic counseling profession? This episode was inspired by the Black Voices in Healthcare series on the Nocturnist podcast, which was hosted by Dr. Ashley McMullen and executive produced by Dr. Kimberly Manning. We decided to borrow from this idea, put our own spin on it, and open this call up to the full genetic counseling community for submissions. We have long known that the genetic counseling field lacks diversity. Although our profession is made up of over 5,000 unique, passionate genetic counselors based on information from the 2020 Professional Status Survey, approximately 90% of genetic counselors identify as white, 93% identify as straight or heterosexual, and 95% identify as female. And as we discussed in our last episode, just 2% of surveyed genetic counselors identify as being part of a disability community. Our genetic counseling community does not reflect the demographics of the United States or of our patient populations. As we continue to evaluate diversity and inclusion and commit to anti-racist practices in our workplaces, our graduate training programs, and our hiring processes, It is important to highlight voices from genetic counselors from communities and backgrounds underrepresented in our field. We feel that listening to and making space for stories from a range of genetic counselors is imperative for the growth of our community and our profession. Thank you to all those who submitted recordings for this episode. And now, Voices from Genetic Counselors. Hi, I'm a genetic counselor. A few years ago, I moved from working in a clinic to providing counseling by phone and video, which helps me to connect to more people that otherwise might not have access to counseling services. As for me, my pronouns are she and her, and I am a white cisgendered woman. Very few members of my family have gone to college or graduate school. I experienced times in my childhood of a comfortable middle-class lifestyle in times where we relied on social services like food stamps. My education had award-winning schools and schools struggling just to buy books. So I think seeing all these different ways that families get by in the world really has helped me appreciate where my own patients are coming from. So for the future, I hope to see more diversity in the genetic counseling field We can only grow as a profession by including more voices and more perspectives.
My parents came to the U.S. as refugees in the 70s before I was born, having not received more than a middle school education. Being raised here in a hardworking immigrant family, we towed the line between assimilation in fear of racism and attempting to maintain our own starkly different traditions and family values, thus siloing our identities. Being gay, I rebelled against all of it. In a way, my professional identity as a genetic counselor has been constructed upon this existing scaffolding and has cultivated itself into its own silo. I'm committed to celebrating diversity in all its forms in our profession in the hope that it will break down some of the barriers in my own foundation. I am a genetic counselor specializing in pediatric oncology who is the youngest of four children from a middle-class Jewish family. I grew up in a small Midwest college town and am now a married mother to three young children, one of whom has special needs. I've always had an interest in diversity and inclusion efforts, and my hope for the genetic counseling profession is that there comes a time when there's so much flexibility and inclusivity in the profession's culture that genetic counselors of all backgrounds are represented in the profession and feel safe and equally welcome, and all people needing or desiring genetic counseling services have access to the services from a genetic counselor that appropriately personalizes services to each person's needs. And that culture, race, language, geography, sexual orientation, learning and physical abilities, and any other differences are not barriers to quality genetics care. I am a 30-year female, originally from India, and currently practicing as a prenatal genetic counselor in the Bay Area. The one thing that is unique about my background is that I was born and raised in a different country. I spent the first 25 years of my life there before coming to the U.S. to pursue this career. I believe that my international upbringing gives me a unique perspective when counseling a diverse Bay Area patient population. I'm able to understand complex family dynamics, decision-making and coping styles, and pick up on cues from body language that are unique to my cultural background. This helps patients connect with me and enables me to provide better care. I'm so proud of where I came from and grateful for my past experiences. I am an Australasian board-certified genetic counsellor from Australia living and working in the US. I moved to the United States of America about 18 months ago and more recently have been working in two different genetic counselling-related positions. I feel that my experience, not only from Australia and New Zealand, but also from Asia and the United Kingdom, benefits my American GC community. Being male and from overseas working in the USA definitely diversifies the genetic counselling population here in the States, and that's a good thing. My 15 years clinical experience from home enriches my practice in my new home. The genetic counselling itself is very similar, but it's the cultural differences in which it's practised which is different and interesting. But it's reciprocal. When I return home to Australia, 
my lived experience here will inform my practice going forward. I have been a genetic counselor for over 20 years. I worked in prenatal for many years, and now I work for a lab. I have watched the quantity and quality of prenatal screening and diagnosis escalate exponentially. It marches relentlessly forward to become broader, deeper, and more integrated into routine prenatal care. I would like to see genetic counselors take a humble, honest, open-minded look at the position that we are in being on the front lines, bringing these tests to market. And if we find issues with how we're integrating screening for disabilities like Down syndrome into routine healthcare, I hope that we are wise enough, tough enough, and smart enough to advocate for changes. I am a Christian, a woman, African-American, first-generation college student, and passionate about the work I do as a genetic counselor. My hope is for the genetic counseling profession to one day reflect the diverse group of individuals we serve in our communities. I look forward to the day that people from all walks of life will not only have a seat at the table, but a voice as well. Our experiences are unique, diverse, and worthy of sharing. Thank you for joining us for this special Genetic Counselor Awareness Day episode. For more ways to celebrate this day, visit NSGC's website for a full list of events, activities, tools, and resources. For more resources on diversity, equity, and inclusion within our profession, visit the Resources tab on the NSGC website. This episode was produced by the National Society of Genetic Counselors. I'm your host, Rawan Awad, and I am a genetic counselor.